democracy, human beings need to be able to interact with each other with a, sh a bit of a shared understanding. If we take away all the information and just leave that one particular information that we think is less harmful or is needed, then the youths will not be critical thinkers. And I think by this, we're also going to perpetuate the ability to say, hold on, you know, that my voice counts, therefore our voice counts. So we're going to just receive the same information from one side, even though we have a multicultural society and we're a democracy, we should only hear from one side. When a lie is repeated several times, then that lie becomes your truth. Well, and I think you're talking about here even just indoctrination. One is lack of a variety of information. That's you're imprisoning your brain, your brain, like you talked about mind control. You know, you become just robotic. You're losing a whole lot more. It is very yeah. significant cost to society to yeah. not have conversations from both sides. We just finished having a conversation again around um, some things that besides not having a platform, what other, what other you know, variables are there that contribute to people not wanting to have a conversation? We talked about just the fear of getting attacked. You know, you know, mm -hmm. if, if big influential people can, can get, you know, really attacked on air, what would happen to me? Mm -hmm. We've talked about the fear of losing relationships. We talked about peer pressure, but just the need to belong. And if you've got meaningful relationships, somebody might just cast you out because you have a different viewpoint. Mm -hmm. uh, we've talked about even the fear of losing your jobs. Um, you know, just, just, you know, there's just so much, or being just even attacked like on social media where they don't see there's a human being behind that screen mm -hmm. and people just let it all rip. But also we talked about just, just the difference in generations and the mindset is, you know, some generations where it's preserve myself at all costs, preserve society at all costs. We can't say anything bad. We can't say something that would hurt anybody. Therefore, it's way more important to protect and preserve than it is to actually receive information. You know, we haven't seen the value of that. And um, that is also keeping people, you know, from, from even the mindset of being willing to engage in discussions and critical thinking and to be mature enough to say there's something of value that I might be missing. Mm -hmm. But just mm -hmm. as we're, we're going through this a little bit more too, let's talk about before we get into, you know, some of the benefits of actually doing this, let's talk about the impacts that these barriers are having on society. What are some of the things that you're noticing? What are some of the impacts that we actually see? Why is this problematic? Mm. Well, um, for myself personally, I would say that these issues that we're facing today, the issues that are going on right now and why people are um, and being implanted in people is, is pushing us away from democracy because when you're an outsider like myself, I came from Africa, you have high expectations when you hear about countries like Canada, countries, Western countries in general, because they're the ones that are more democratic. But then when you come here in person and then you realize that some people are being banned from social media and also some people are just shut down because they, they, are, they have the less common uh, views then you realize that there is really no democracy here. And there's behaviors in place or penalties in place just to have normal conversation about issues that matter to them. Mm -hmm. And per perhaps if there's censorship because they say something controversial, right? it mm -hmm. sends a message to you that this is not the democratic counter that I thought there was. Yeah. So it's exactly. actually the impact on our society is a threat to democracy itself.
coming from Africa, we lived in places where we never had uh, gender education, meaning that, um, yes, people, there's there are academics, arguments that homosexuality was also an part of African culture, but I, I grew up in Africa, I never... It wasn't common, it's not a common practice. So coming here, it was really something new. But when we first came, uh, my brothers um, are very active in the community. One of them registered with a, a certain organization. They had to volunteer in Toronto. That, that was just the first year when we landed in Canada. Went to Toronto, he traveled to Toronto. And among the people in the group, there was mm-hmm. someone that was a trans. Have in mind that we were new in Canada, really new, never had gender education. So, so for him, when he saw the person, the person looked like a she. And so he, he referred to the person just like everybody else, like she. And that person was very angry at my brother. It traumatized him. He didn't understand it, you know, because pronouns are very important to those people, but they you also have to understand where is this person coming from does this person want to offend me on purpose why is this person referring to me as a she and i'm a he you know all those things you have to understand you you need to understand those things before you just come to a conclusion that this person wants to attack me there is a democracy we need to sit down and understand they for me they had to sit down and ask my brother questions why did you refer to this person as a she and it's a he you know but there was no room for that and he didn't want to hear anything from my brother it just concluded that my brother wanted to offend uh, him Um... and you know it was very traumatizing for my brother because he was seeing a woman and Mm -hmm. he's from africa he didn't even spend a year here not even a year and he was volunteering so those kind of things for me just made me realize we're not really a democratic nation. What you're saying is, in a democracy, human beings need to be able to interact with each other with a, sh- a bit of a shared understanding, right? right. So, so because you can't have a relationship with any other human being if you don't have a shared understanding. So All you right. just gave an example where your brother comes in, he <laughs> doesn't have a shared understanding about a, a, a trans Zero. person, and he doesn't know the protocol and he doesn't even not understand it. So he's not on the same page even. No. And there was an expectation in the trans in terms of how he should be treated and it was expected. Mm-hmm. And 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 your brother was penalized harshly to use it to the point of being traumatized. Here Absolutely. he is a volunteer coming from another country, mm-hmm. but he just didn't know better. He And he did not have that shared understanding. Mm-hmm. So when he went to try to have a shared understanding, please clarify, please help me to understand, exactly. right? no room for discussion you should know better if they would have had the conversation perhaps the trans person would have shared how he's been really hurt and how he's been very attacked before so he's operating on assumptions Mm -hmm. he believes that your brother was actually trying to be you know Mm -hmm. rude and so he's right away already defensive i was traveling into asia into remote villages in asia and for them showing your feet apparently is a very rude thing to do like mm-hmm. you don't stick your feet up. It's it's very offensive and very disrespectful. Like you take your shoes off before you go in anywhere. Your feet are not, con- they're considered like very offensive. <laughs> and I was traveling, you know, I think flying 14 some hours overseas and mm-hmm. my legs were swollen. And um, I didn't know this rule about feet. 
So I get to this little airport in this little remote place and I right away put my feet up on my suitcases and my bare feet are sticking out because I'm trying to get my feet to not swell. Yeah. Well, I found out I offended so many people because I didn't know better. And of course, as soon as I understood and had a shared understanding, don't stick your feet up in people's face. Of course, I'm not trying to be offensive. I just didn't know better. The impact on that right. that we're talking about is that you can't have a shared understanding with another human being that's different than you. Absolutely. You can't have another shared understanding with another culture that's different than you. Mm -hmm. You can't have a, a shared understanding with another race that's different than you. You can't Absolutely. have a shared understanding with another generation that's different than you. you mm -hmm. This is craziness, mm -hmm. especially if we say we're a democratic right. nation, mm -hmm. multicultural nation that is embracing differences. Well, that's mm -hmm. ridiculous if you can't mm -hmm. talk about your differences and what you agree with regarding societal issues. Because our country is, you know, is a melting pot of multicultural people. Like, I think we're going to even actually go even further that way. Um, you know, when we talk about race, it's very unfortunate, at least in my opinion, that um, there had to be uh, the death of George Floyd for people to start sitting down to talk. Mm -hmm. And even those discussions, um, uh, they also seem to be one-sided. I was also volunteering for <clears throat> a certain lady. She was from Africa, but not from Congo. Now, the place that she rented, there were also other people from other nations uh, that were also selling stuff. The lady in charge of the region was a white lady. Unfortunately, I think she got confused because there were over 30 people with different spots and she gave her the wrong spot. She quickly mm. told the lady, is it because I'm black? That's why you give me the wrong spot. And for me, I just felt mm. it didn't have anything to do with race. There were over 30 people, over 30 orders. It's normal for someone to be confused. I see that, like you said, you know, hurt someone who's been repeatedly hurt quickly come to conclusion without have without this kind of discussions that mm. the other person just you know just wants to offend them or just wants to hurt them again we have the tendency you know i'm i'm sure as we all do from any culture to to judge a book by its cover right we automatically assume something and that assumption as we all know can be very dangerous and then you also included in there that that person is also coming with hurts and they've mm -hmm. come from a different country and we don't know what they came from right but the impact that we're having on society is that it's a risk against democracy it's Absolutely. a risk that we're not going to have shared understanding between various differences in terms of whether it be culture or race or generational gaps right we're not going to have a shared understanding because we don't have opportunity to clarify there's going to be instead a lot of misunderstanding and mm. with misunderstanding there's a lot of judgment there's a lot of hatred there's a lot of again mm. fighting against people mm. rather than than fighting for perhaps equality or fighting right. for respect there seems to be bias there's not really a good conversation from both sides what do you think the impact on society would be if if you're only getting information from one side how do you think that's going to impact our society well yeah. re repeated information from one side first of all it reduces critical thinking among the the youth particular in particular because the youth are considered the future leaders if we take away all the information and just leave that 
one particular information that we think is less harmful or is needed, then the youths will not be critical thinkers and they'll be always swallowing one type of information which will lead them to believe that it's the truth. Like I read somewhere that mm. when a lie is repeated several times, then that lie becomes your truth. You know, even how the brain works, you know, there's pathways formed in your brain when you do something mm. repeatedly over time. You actually, mm -hmm. you know, your neurons begin to connect and they only go down that pathway and it becomes the way you think. Mm -hmm. So your brain is not challenged to think maybe perhaps there's other information. So you're only thinking one way. We used to have a saying back in the day. I don't know if it's still a thing now. If, you know, if everybody told you to jump off the bridge, would you? <laughs> there needs to be the one that says, hold on here. There's actually something more that I can learn. If we stand up and we say, hold on here, this is something that's not exactly what I'm thinking or want. And I need to actually stand up and speak a different narrative. Because one voice, I, you know, one voice can actually change a nation, can it not? Okay. And, you know, the, like on a huge scale, if you, yeah. if you actually listen to that, you know, people that went through, Germany went through, mm -hmm. when there was the yeah. persecution of the Jewish people. Yeah. If you actually have a conversation with, with, with the German people that live there, they will tell you that there was only one narrative um, there was a lot of control over the information mm. they received. They received certain information about the Jews. They were led to believe that the Jews were yeah. harmful to their society and that they should get rid of them. Yeah. And and that was consistently put down. And then what they did it was they gathered the younger generation. You mentioned that too, Albert, the younger generation. That And they, 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 they became the ones that were so programmed mm. to believe. They actually believed that they were looking out for their country Mm -hmm. by persecuting the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. And the whole society yeah. believed that because they only received one narrative. That's yeah. all they were allowed to hear. So again and again and again, the truth for them was yeah. that, the, that the Jewish people were enemies to the country. They were harmful to the people. They would cause all kinds of harm. Therefore, we should get rid of them. And, okay. and that's really serious. Like there's nobody that would actually agree today that that was okay, what happened. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yet, if we believe yeah. it's okay in society to only have one viewpoint and only yeah. what you know one narrative out there um because it's too dangerous for us to hear another narrative so we're going to just receive the same information from one side even though we have a multicultural society yeah. and we're a democracy yeah. we should only hear from one side because otherwise yeah. it's too dangerous right yeah. well then yeah. whatever that side believes about perhaps another race mm -hmm. whatever that side believes about another generation whatever that side believes you know about another gender Mm -hmm. without mm -hmm. having a shared understanding because you're not allowed to have the conversation because there's too much at stake. Right. So you only receive one narrative and that's where your judgments form. Yeah. Well, and I think you're talking about here, even just indoctrination, right? Like just a constant, uh, and Alberta touched on this, you know, if you continue to hear the lie over and over and over, you think that it's the truth. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think that's why it's so incredibly important right now to be going, we have to actually hear both sides, mm -hmm. you know, not just one side is the narrative, but what is actually the both sides. And I think by this, we're also going to perpetuate the ability to say, hold on, you know, that my voice counts, therefore our voice counts, Yeah, you know. And I want to just touch on this a bit too, because you've mentioned this a few times, Serena, about having a voice, but we have to understand mm -hmm. that um, not only, it's not just that your voice matters, it's actually your responsibility to contribute to society, yeah. right? Because yeah. 
The reality is, is, is your voice matters because that's part of your responsibility. I have something to bring to the table. It's necessary that my voice be heard because I'm representing a certain people group. I might be representing a certain generation. I might be representing women, right? I might be representing, you know, where my, you know, where I come from. And so, I, so there's something I've got to bring to the table, but you're representing something else yet. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if we don't all represent what's important from our viewpoints and listen to one another, then definitely it's, it, it's, uh, that's where you get discrimination. Mm-hmm. The, it, if we're talking about what we gain from it, which I'm going to get into in a minute, versus what we lose, we are losing a whole lot more. It is very yeah. significant cost to yeah. society to yeah. not have conversations from both sides. Yeah. The cost is great. It is actually very yeah. serious. It's dangerous. Yeah. We lose yeah. critical thinking. We don't have shared understanding. We can't represent the interests of the people. We don't have enough solutions. We become brainwashed, very mm-hmm. disempowered of a, as a people in a society, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and um, if, if we look even at history um, uh, and, and we look at powerful nations like China or even Russia, we, re- we will see that there was a big migration from those countries to more democrat- democratic mm. countries yeah. because of the lack of democracy. Because democracy, you know, the inclusion of other people is something that humanity is, is searching for. That's why you see a lot of people doing everything they can to move to Western countries because there's that belief mm-hmm. that Western countries are more democratic. But now if we just have one single information that's continuously flowing, then there'll be a repeated of communism that's that happened wow. previously in China and in all those places. And um, my, I don't know, but migration might even stop because there'll be no innovations because when there are various ideas this exchange of information this innovation and creativity is encouraged in various sectors but when there's just one source of information it discourages a lot of people that's why you see uh, in africa we talk about brain drain there are more doctors african doctors in western countries than in africa that doesn't mean that africans are not smart we're capable, but most of our educated Africans are working in Western countries. For example, there are more uh, PhD uh, Africans with PhDs in Western countries than in Africa. That's Mm -hmm. why we're less developed. And that's Mm -hmm. because of a single source of information, dictatorship, and all those things that, you know, you, you don't feel free. There are various ways of being in prison. One is lack of a variety of information. That's you're imprisoning your brain, your brain, like you talked about mind control. You know, you become just robotic. You can't think properly mm-hmm. outside the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's really something mm-hmm. too. I mean, there's, I mean, that's, that's a topic in itself, you know, but it yeah. is true that many people coming from a developing nation are coming to a democratic country because of the freedom it gives. And so mm-hmm. that is really true that a lot of developing nations mm-hmm. are lacking the resources they need because they're fleeing. Those that are educated are fleeing. So they're coming because they think it's, it should be a, a mm-hmm. country that's going to give me freedom mm-hmm. to choose and to represent my interests and et cetera, to have my voice being heard as Serena's mentioned, you know, having voices being heard. But you know, um, if you can't hear both sides, if, if all of a sudden that voice gets shut down, then you will lose 
those contributors that you know they're going to stop coming or maybe I don't know where everybody's going to be going. <laughs> but you know, I, I want to just you know I want to throw this around a little bit too because there's another side to this because people, um, of course, there is you know people coming from other countries that have been in more dictator type of um, governments coming from countries where there has not been the freedom. So so there you know you're coming into a country where you believe there should be freedom. And, and all of, it's like the writings on the wall when you start to see one-sided, mm -hmm. like, like where mm -hmm. everything's being controlled and people are being intimidated and perhaps even, you know, social media platforms are, are censoring information in the name of protecting people from harmful stuff, but it's also costing us, right? There's a huge yeah. price we're paying. And so other nations might think, mm. oh my gosh, this looks very much like a dictatorship. This looks yeah. very much like a country that's losing its freedom. But I want to say the other part too, is, is there's people that have, you know, have actually studied nations where mm. they have looked at the, the, the positive aspects of socialism, of some parts of socialism. Uh. There's pieces of it that they've seen have been positive, you know? It, and again, we're gonna have that kind of conversation on our show <laughs> coming up too. Uh, we're gonna talk about capitalism versus socialism because that's very controversial. And I'm not sure if we can swing that far. It might have to be more, you know, free enterprise versus socialism, et cetera. But, but you know, on the one side is that for those that are afraid of dictatorships or closed countries or not free mm. countries, they're gonna plug their ears right away and not even hear if there's anything beneficial about aspects of, a, of socialism, right? Like, mm -hmm. because they might just say, no way. I don't wanna even yeah. wanna hear about it because I saw the extreme yeah. there where my country was so oppressed. I'm not gonna even listen to you about that. That's just really bad. So they're gonna fight against that. And then those, there's, there's some that are really gonna push for it to the extreme, but there's others that just want to say, we probably should care for the poor and the disenfranchised and the people in society mm -hmm. while we have enterprise. And that's what a democracy should do. But nobody's listening to each other. They're not listening mm -hmm. how to figure it out. It's like one way versus the other way, my way or your way, but we're not going to hear each other. So, you, mm -hmm. you know, we've talked about that, is that the dangers of not having a conversation Mm -hmm. about these differences, mm -hmm. you won't discover information that could give us good solutions and ideas. And so you want to hear from those that came from countries where it was dictatorship. You want to hear the dangers if we go too far. Mm -hmm. But you also want to hear those that are really represent. I know a lot of really compassionate people mm -hmm. that hear the brokenness of people that are struggling and mm -hmm. they have no opportunities. You know, and they're fighting the big, you know, they're fighting systems. They're fighting everything because they're trying to represent the needs of these people. But if nobody hears, mm -hmm. <laughs> we're very lopsided again. So there's a danger in society that we're, we're, we're actually not representing the interests of a democratic mm -hmm. nation. When we're talking to our audience out there and you might be looking mm -hmm. and say, whoa, maybe I have been a little bit narrow-minded you know in my thinking and that's not, not don't feel offended by that or 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 feel ashamed but you might want to change your mind on that and say maybe there is something uh you know there's a piece here because i've often said to people you know you know we, we're often told you know with diversity is good but most people just barely tolerate differences diversity mm -hmm. means differences we don't really embrace it because we don't understand the value of the differences we don't mm -hmm. we don't really see that it, it brings something to us so we just kind of tolerate it. And for sure, that, that, that involves critical thinking and yeah. realizing that differences are not your enemy. Yeah. Differences yeah. are not your enemy. Thinking only one way is your enemy. Mm -hmm.
Mm -hmm. um, um, mm -hmm. Restricting information is your enemy. Learning only how to have conversations mm. with someone just like you is your enemy. That's so good, Michelle. I love, I love what you're saying because it's, it's more based on fear. What am I going to lose instead of actually going, hold on, maybe I need to actually change the way my brain is thinking and actually put in another form of thinking going, what if I learn, what am I going to gain rather than what I'm going to lose? What am I going to gain from this? Um, at the end of the day, there are many interests in a society and there's many ideas that come from those various backgrounds and races and, you know, um, generations and ideologies, you know, that you might not, again, even agree with everything, but I think you need to hear.